What's the history of you and Eloise from your point of view, Maureen? I started talking to Eloise when you started asking me to do the first reading. Right, and that's the first time. First time I knew who he was. So Eloise has been sitting in the background all the time, just watching and doing and... Sticking his oar in, <coughs> I just didn't interfere. Because right now he's, he's not interfering, but he's full on. Because I was thinking the other night, how long have you been around? type of comment that you get forever <laughs> why does it matter well it doesn't really it was just curiosity wow. because i've got other guides that i've known for a long time because he's such a shy retiring little thing his words not mine there was no reason for him to step forward but now you step forward and there must be a reason the reason must be to be doing what we're doing to begin the mm. psg going so what's it like you hear him you smell him you see him you talk with him oh, he doesn't smell not at all nothing like that I can see him, as I've said to you. He puts his scrawny legs up on his desk. He presents himself as the abbot in charge of the monastery. I'm not sure why. It was a good lifetime, apparently. Yeah, he's tall, and he'll be very thin, so it's sort of hard to judge. He's got dark skin, sort of Mediterranean dark, a hooked nose. He's got brown eyes like a teddy bear, feet like a kangaroo, and the skinniest legs you've ever seen. And he's quite a personality. Oh, very much. Uh, likes a drop of the good stuff. A few drops, actually. Wicked sense of humour, as you know. Just an all-round really nice bloke. He's very dedicated because he's, he's still there, not getting bored, still going forward with it. Waiting for you to get the hang of it, he said. You deserve that. <laughs> I hear what he's saying. You know, <laughs> you know, I know he makes jokes and that, but really I also know he, every joke's got an element of truth to it. Sometimes you just think he's funny. There's nothing more to it than that. And sometimes a grape is just a grape. Yep. He but, amuses himself and me most of the time. He's your main guide for the rest of your life. He's probably been one of the main guides for the previous lot. So when you're actually doing the readings, what's come through? Because the readings you're doing are very specific. They're quite amazing and they're really guided towards helping people to get what they need to get. So there's not just a random thumb. There's no entertainment about it. I get that. When you give a reading, the information that I can use then cuts months or years off what we're trying to do. And sometimes without those readings, we'd never be able to do what the outcome is, never be able to get it at all. So how does he give it to you? In words or pictures or what? Both. Sometimes when we first started, they, because it's a collective they, because he's not really a, a he, it's more a we, because there's a team of them. He's like the, the front man. So I don't really know where the information comes from. He yeah. has access to it. But to start off with, you would say something, it didn't really matter too much what you said, and then I could see the date of the incident. You understand in what, essentially? Almost like being a voyeur. You're there and you can see them and hear them and, and all the rest of it. And then you get additional information as well as what you see. Remember the jewel? I don't know whose jewel it was. It was a woman involved. There were two men and she had set it up somehow so that one man was killed in the jewel. And I think it was her current day husband. No idea who it was, as usual. But watching that, they give me the background to it. Because, you know, men turned up and the way they dressed for jewels was rather interesting. If you're going to poke holes in me, I wouldn't have turned up with the lace collars and cuffs and so on. You know, take the cloak off, hand it to the second, strike the pose. And she was watching from the shadows in the bush. I do remember the case and I can remember the people. She set it up. It was jealousy was the whole reason for it, of course. As she's standing there watching in the shadows, I was getting the rundown on the background to it, why this had happened and okay. that the man on the right was going to die. And he did. 
I remember very, very well because I know this person. Previous to that reading, we were always skirting around the edges and his difficulty was jealousy, a very strong obsessive jealousy. He just couldn't get away from it. And he was jealous to the nth degree. He knew that he was quite safe. There wasn't a problem with it at all. There was no obvious cause for it, was there? No obvious cause for it. And she was as loyal, as loyal, as loyal to him, but he couldn't get over it. And it was really ripping him apart because he was very much in love and she was very much in love with him, but it was actually destroying his time with her. And we had the Mm. reading. We did a bit of work and they're out of contact now. So I see it on Facebook and they're looking pretty happy. The story's going along as a normal couple now, but you can sort of pick it. That insane jealousy has gone. She's sort of different. What I realised that that insane jealousy, that had been there, if you you remember that jewel was back in the 15th century, that insane jealousy had been there for a long, long time and it was really preventing them from going further forward. So they got into this life so they could deal with and they have dealt with it, and now I think they're just booming ahead as you'd normally expect, and they're living happily ever after, as in they are dealing with their stuff when it comes up. From his point of view, he would have to feel better. That would be just awful. It was horrible for him. He was really suffering, and he's a really nice fellow. He wasn't even blaming her for it. But sometimes it would come out, he'd just have to blame himself and hate himself for it. It was torturous. It'd be like being eaten alive from the inside out. That's what was happening to him. That was horrible. What she did to him was awful. He was a, quite a successful businessman before that and still is. But during the time we were working with him, his business was going down. He was on the way down. Now business has gone up again. I see a lot of the jobs he's on now around town. He's doing a lot of jobs. He's doing a lot of work. He's got a lot of work on around town. I think he got to the stage where he, he had nothing to live for. Getting close to that. He was probably around the same age as he was when he was killed. Ah, of course he would have been. He would have been, Yes. It's really amazing stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it was interesting to, to stand and watch her because, as I say, you're there, but you're not part of it. It really is time travel, but you cannot interfere in any way. You just can't. So our job is not to interfere, not to do anything, no. not to even give no. people advice, but to guide them into focusing and taking and going into where they need to go to. Because once they get in there, they can deal with it themselves. Well, it's self-healing because you have to heal yourself. Nobody else can by identifying where the problem started, we acknowledge that there's a problem, and then with the information that we get, then you turn that into your magic and they get to deal with it. It's a well-known principle in psychology that if you really want to deal with something permanently, then you get to the primary root cause, which is the original source. That original source is on this planet in this life. Well, that's a reasonable assumption from most people's point of view, isn't it? Got no problems with that at all. And so when you go back and you and you go right into it and you can get to the absolute, really original source, it just lets go of you. You get released from it. And it's ridiculously easy once you get it. But I've sat there and thought, oh, it can't be that easy. But it, it is. And it's like everything else. We make it complicated. Because if it's complicated, then we must be special if we can do this. And complication is a way of self-sabotaging. And a lot of the times we don't want to let go of anything within us, so we'll complicated by self-sabotaging and getting into the knowledge, starting to read, looking at it all, and not just taking the simple answer. If it's a simple answer, we say, well, it can't be that simple. But it actually can. Like with that fellow with the jewel. I'm going to call him Richard for some reason. That'll do. I don't yeah. know what his name is or no, why, no, but that'll It's not Richard, and that's fine. With him, the jealousy affects your entire body. That's exactly what had been happening, because I'd known this man for quite some time. And we'd been dealing with all this sort of stuff and coming up with ways of dealing with it. 
they were as successful as it could possibly be without having mm. the reading. I don't think anything could have been more successful, but it wasn't doing it. It was driving him insane, and his wife was unable to ever assure him that there was nothing in what she was doing. All she did, she made sure that she did not change her life because of it. She knew she could change her life as much as she liked. It would still be there, so she didn't do that. And the one thing he didn't have to get out of that was guilt for causing him to do something which he didn't particularly want to do. There's been lots and lots of those ones. It's just interesting that this man, uh, who we now know as Richard, he came up. There's lots and lots of other fascinating ones like that. I know one person came up and we went right back to caveman era. His original primary root cause was way back as a caveman. You think, how can that go through? But boy, it did come through. He's moving on now too. I don't remember that. You would if I mentioned his name. Generally, I have very little recollection of any of them. Explain that further. When you do the reading and that's it, it's gone. Well, they're not my thoughts. And from a neuropsychology point of view, you don't have time to establish the connections because it's not even short-term memory. It's quicker than that. Right, so it comes in really, really fast. It's just there. If I were going to tell you a story, I'd have to think it up. But I don't have to think about it. It's just there. It'd be like if I was describing somebody walking across the street, if I was just standing there watching them. I don't have to think about it. It's there. This is what they are doing now. And there's no reason to store the memory. Unless we work with them over several episodes, for the want of a better term, there's very little reason for it to come up again. That we do more than once. I remember those, and some of them I remember extremely vividly. But it's because we've discussed it with them more than once. I'd be thinking if you did make that connection, you might lose the connection with the guides. Possible, but there's no reason for me to remember. It's not my information, which is another thing. It's not mine. As you know, we do a lot of work in, in helping people to connect with guides, and everybody, including me, has difficulty doing it. I'm thinking that one of the biggest difficulties that we all have is that we try and connect with it intellectually. We don't just let it come in and go with it regardless and not judge it, not think about it, not try and understand it. A lot of the readings make absolutely no sense to you or me as they're giving to us, but gee, it seems to make a powerful difference in understanding to the client that we're working with. They get it every time. Maybe the reason for not retaining the memory is that there is no thought put into it on my part. And if I did have to think about it, I would logic it out, wouldn't I? I think that's what it is, and I'm aware that that's what I do. I try and logic it out. I do get connected, and I do a lot of work connected, but not when I try to. When I really sit down and say, right, I'm going to connect now, nothing happens, and then I'll be walking around and suddenly all this stuff comes in, and, and that's because I'm not trying. I'm not thinking about it. Yeah, well, I think, too, that a lot of us, but probably all of us at some stage, try to control it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, because that makes it safe and secure. See, if you don't control it, you don't know where it's going to go, so, ooh. They're just talking to you. It'd be no different to Annie coming into the room. I mean, if Annie comes in, or if she just happens to be there, you Mm. just talk to people. You don't wonder how she came into the room or what she's going to do next. Mm. You just talk about whatever it is you're going to talk about, Mm. and then she leaves. With Eloise, there's no difference. If I want to talk to him, or the other way around, I'd just rattle on like he's just another person in the room because he's always there when I want to talk to him. I often wonder what your clients first think when they sit down and, okay, I'm going to have this reading. Oh, right. I could probably just about tell you. And you go... This woman is a fruitcake. Oh, absolutely. Especially when they say, right, uh, now for you, we're going back into Roman times. There's a senator and you think, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think, oh, my gosh, now, but I used to think, wow, how about that? But, you know, it's all relevant. Absolutely intrigues me 
It's like being a good storyteller without having to put any work into it. It's, it's not even as much work as having to sit down and read what someone else has written. That's not that much effort involved. It's just there. I've got 200 really good, unique, amazing stories in there. You couldn't make it up. You say, yes, I could. Well, you could, and I know some other psychics do, but these ones are so good, and there's 200 of them. No, I don't think anyone could make up those stories. And I will say that, you know, one stage you gave me a reading, and... Uh, it hit me different than every other reading I've ever, I've ever ever had because it's really struck the chord where the rest of them were. It's a nice, a really good, interesting story to write down and make a record of it. That was really interesting to watch. Really, really interesting because I can't do this for me. I can do the past life caper, but it doesn't seem to have the same effect. Although actually that, that may not quite be true. Yeah, there was one lifetime in China, of all places. He was an overseer. I was one of the workers. You could substitute the word slave there. And I was female, he was male, and I wouldn't do as he wanted. Mm -hmm. And he had me bricked up into the wall. Nice way to die, I don't think. That had a fairly profound effect on me, that one. I wasn't really pleased with him, I can tell you. <laughs> I mean, he would have no understanding or idea whatsoever. Um, or why would he? Talking about it, if I said anything. About the only time, really. The reason that had a huge impact because I went to the Great Wall and I must have been near the same spot. So theoretically, if you had dug around in, in the wall, you would have found the bones. Possibly, but it was a fair while ago and there'd be a lot of wall to dig around in. But uh, the bones would still be there. In some form or another, yeah. It would have been nice to dig through there and think, gee, that was me. Wasn't I thin? This is real. This is not just fantasy. This is This is real. This really does make sense and... Gee was it has such an impact on people. And a lot of these people come in totally, totally sceptical. Well, you would me. certainly hope they did. Because if they didn't, you would be a little bit concerned about their mental health. What would they be coming for if they weren't sceptical? What are you going to do? Turn up to the GP for a handful of jelly beans because they're pretty? You've got no idea what this is, let alone how it will work or even if it'll work. Just absolutely no idea. And we don't sell guarantees. And I think all the time, but you, I hope I'm not making a fool of myself by bringing this person along here. Well, I don't think that anymore, but at the start I used to think, you know, I'm, trust, well, I'm trusting it, but, you know, I'm a very trusting follower. I just hope I'm not making a fool of myself here. Well, it's a pretty fair risk. Spirit is becoming more and more accepted now. This is not woo-woo-woo stuff anymore. People are really acknowledging, and I've seen a lot of people who would never um, acknowledge publicly spiritual stuff, but when they come and see me and you know, a spiritual reading, they're happy to do it and they get a heap out of it but normally they'd never ever consider doing it this whole area where it's much more accepted now than it's ever been and the quicker we integrate this into our lives not take it over but integrate the psychic spirit into everything else we do the better our life's going to be and the quickly we're going to grow and develop in the way we need to grow and develop in my opinion you're probably right it certainly is interesting mm -hmm.